to Investigate Joe Rogan, the podcast where I fact-check claims made on the Joe Rogan experience. Today, I'll be looking at episode 1368 with Edward Snowden. Snowden was probably the most prepared guest I have seen in quite a while, and basically everything he said was factual. However, there are a few things scattered throughout the interview that are questionable and that I'll be looking into in this episode. The first thing which surprised me was that he said he does not get money from Russia. And before this interview, I just assumed that because Russia had given him asylum, Russia gave him at least living expenses or something. So I was skeptical when he said that he doesn't get any money from them. But then I looked into it and he makes bank from speaking engagements such as going on the Joe Rogan experience. This brings up another sort of criticism people have lodged against Snowden, which is that this is a conflict of interest, he's just doing this for all this money, but really that I don't think that criticism holds any weight because he already had a job, and you can really only say that his life has gotten worse since he got kicked out of the country and is stuck in Russia now. I mean, what is he even going to do with this money? Is he going to drive around Siberia in a Lamborghini? I don't I don't really see this as a serious criticism against Snowden. Snowden talks a lot throughout the episode about Dick Cheney and specifically he says that Addington, who was Cheney's chief of staff, wrote the secret legal opinions that enabled warrantless wiretapping and stellar wind and all that stuff. This isn't confirmed, although people besides Snowden have also said this, that it was Addington who wrote this stuff up. The reason we'll never know for sure is because there was a convenient fire that destroyed Addington's office. So if these documents existed and were written by him, they were destroyed in a fire. So I guess it will just be a mystery forever. Another thing Snowden said about Stellar Wind, which I couldn't confirm, was that defense contractors paid off politicians who found out about the program. I couldn't find any evidence to support this. However, if I saw the news tomorrow and there was a breaking headline that said such and such congressmen have been caught. They took this money from defense contractors to keep quiet about Stellar Wind. I would not be surprised by that headline. But as of yet, there is no evidence available to the public. Perhaps Snowden knows something we don't, but I could not find anything about this. Probably the most disputed thing that Snowden brought up was, did his leaks damage the intelligence community? Did they get anyone killed? This is tough to argue because Snowden says, no, they didn't. But Richard Leggett, who is the deputy director of the NSA, claimed in 2016 that they lost a thousand targets. 
but he didn't provide any proof of this. Of course, they can just say, well, we can't give you any proof because that would just expose us further, which does make sense. But there's not really a reason to trust the NSA about this. I mean, they lied about the whole existence of this program. So why should we suddenly believe them about these claims? It's basically just their word versus Snowden. Snowden also said that the term national security was more or less invented by George Bush. This isn't really true. Um, it was on the national conscious since the National Security Act of 1947. So the term was certainly already out there. You could say that Bush changed the term, which I think is probably what Snowden meant, but I think he he sort of exaggerated it to the point where you can't really say he's being entirely accurate. Snowden mentioned something which I had heard about but never actually looked into, which is the FBI's letter to MLK where they tell him to kill himself. You can just read this letter on like Wikipedia, it's public now, and it, it reads like something you would see on the internet today. Like it's almost childishly like hateful and just like mean-spirited. It's really pretty strange to imagine some like high-paid government agent just sitting down and writing this. It also, it pretends to be from a fellow a uh, black person. So it's it's written as though it's some ordinary African American criticizing MLK, which you know is pretty funny when you know that it's just, you know, some white FBI agent writing it somewhere. But the letter doesn't actually tell MLK to kill himself. MLK interpreted it to mean that, and it might mean that, but what it actually says is it's there's all these insults and stuff, calling him all sorts of names. And then it says, basically, we know about how you're cheating on your wife, which is, which is sadly true. And then it says, you know what you need to do. So this could mean that they're telling him to kill himself. Or it could mean that he needs to step down from leadership. Or other people have theorized that it's trying to get him to not accept the Nobel Prize he was offered. Either way, I just thought that was interesting. It was something Snowden sort of mentioned in passing. The other uh, famous African-American who Snowden brings up is Obama. And what Snowden said about Obama is true. Uh, Obama really did promise to strengthen whistleblower protection laws during his campaign. However, the actual Obama presidency was even worse than Snowden uh, makes it out to be. Snowden failed to mention that Obama prosecuted more whistleblowers with the Espionage Act than all previous presidents combined. So Obama really had it out for these guys. If you think because Obama is out of office, Snowden has uh, a chance of getting back into America, um, just go look at any of Trump's comments about Snowden, and you will see that Snowden's odds are pretty grim. Trump has basically said that he's a spy who should be executed. 
which is even harsher than Obama. Another thing that Snowden mentioned sort of offhand that I looked into because I thought it was interesting was the founding fathers being against the existence of standing militaries. And I looked into it and I didn't think that it would be as literally true as Snowden said, but it turns out it was. There are all sorts of quotes from the founding fathers about how they didn't like standing militaries. James Madison said, quote, throughout all Europe, the armies kept up under the pretext of defending have enslaved the people, unquote. He also said, quote, a standing military force with an overgrown executive will not long be safe companions to liberty, unquote. And then good old Samuel Adams uh, called standing professional militaries, quote, nurseries of vice and the grand engine of despotism, unquote. So they really did not like standing militaries. And obviously there's contextual reasons for that, like how bad the British standing military ended up being for the colonies. Um, but that's sort of its own topic. I just thought it was interesting that Snowden brought that up. Something not strictly brought up by Snowden in the episode, but that I think is worth discussing is the idea that if you have nothing to hide from the NSA, you have nothing to fear, and so you shouldn't be concerned about mass surveillance. I think that that's a common response to Snowden in general. I'm sure a lot of people thought that to themselves after they listened to this interview. And Snowden actually has, he has addressed this argument elsewhere. And he has said, quote, arguing that you don't care about the right to privacy because you have nothing to hide is no different than saying you don't care about free speech because you have nothing to say. And I think this really gets to the heart of the argument, which is that privacy isn't about the right to hide illegal things from the government. It's just a right, period. You wouldn't let cops just walk around your house because you don't have heroin and grenade launchers laying around. You would say, well, why do you want to come into my house? What do you want to do in there? Another sort of famous example is imagine if you went outside and you found a guy uh, taping back documents that he had shredded in your trash can and he just he said what's the problem you don't have any, you don't have anything to hide do you what's the big deal bro you you wouldn't just let him continue because if you if you think back to the aforementioned example of the FBI and MLK there are ways that the government can abuse this power that aren't just exposing illegal activities. MLK was basically blackmailed with information that the government obtained by spying on him, even though he hadn't done anything. He was just going against the dominant culture and the government and the system of that day. So if you don't think that the right to privacy needs to exist, what you're saying is that the current status quo doesn't have flaws. There never needs to be any sort of 
MLK-like figure who challenges things. It's fine if the government has the power to blackmail, embarrass, or leak information about people who disagree with them. You might not have anything to hide today, but there is no guarantee that the current culture and system, which you may approve of now, will continue forever. I also think that if uh, you have nothing to hide, then you have nothing to fear, that we should be able to have access to all the personal information of police officers, politicians, and NSA agents, because presumably they have nothing to hide, and so I think it would be very democratic and uh, transparent if we could, you know, have access to all of their information as well. It would be a two-way street, and uh, I hope they have nothing to hide, so it wouldn't be a problem. Again, this isn't strictly relevant to what Snowden said in the interview, but I think it's I think it's worth bringing up whenever Snowden is around. Snowden himself, unlike most JRE guests, stayed remarkably on topic. He clearly had an agenda and things that he came on there to talk about specifically. The only time he really sort of gets off topic is at the beginning where he makes some meta remarks about the Joe Rogan experience itself. And I think these meta remarks were really on the money. What he basically says is that the format of JRE is really good. Letting people from all across the political spectrum explain their views at length over a course of several hours. And as Snowden points out, the sort of traditional media, aka TV, doesn't allow for this because everything has to be in like tiny soundbite form. Uh, just as a side note, I think if you want to like learn more about that sort of idea, the documentary Manufacturing Consent is a pretty interesting look at that aspect of the media. But then Snowden also says that while the format is good, um, JRE is hard for people to take seriously because of, you know, the weird logo and all the memes and stuff. So I think this showed that Snowden, like, truly has a deep understanding of the mystery that is JRE. And I also really enjoyed that he went out of his way to mention that he looked into the existence of aliens and chemtrails in secret government documents and found nothing. So I really hope that uh, Boob Laser and David Fravor were listening to this episode and that they heard that. Overall, I would say that this was a great and informative episode of JRE where basically everything said was factual. Hopefully I sort of get the hang of things better here and I'm able to put out episodes faster. I do hope to eventually get to the point where I'm putting out an episode about every guest who is not a fighter or comedian, but until then, just remember to take everything you hear on JRE with a grain of salt. Mm -hmm.